This is Vanderbilt Business, and I'm Kara Shear. Paul Jacobson is the Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer of Delta Airlines, as well as a Class of 1997 MBA alum. He started at Delta as a financial analyst right after graduation and worked his way up to become CFO by age 40. Nate Luce, Senior Director of Marketing and Communications, sat down with Paul during his recent trip to Nashville to get his thoughts on the airline industry. They discussed what it takes to be successful, technological advances, personalized customer experiences, and more. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm sitting here today with Paul Jacobson, Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer of Delta Airlines. Paul joined Delta as a financial analyst in 1997 and has held several positions since then, uh, including Senior Vice President and Treasurer for Delta from 2005. He took over the role of Chief Financial Officer in March 2012. He's made significant contributions to Delta's strategies throughout the years, and his contributions have been instrumental in Delta's return to the S&P 500 Index, as well as upgrades to Delta's credit rating in recent years. Paul, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, Nate. So from where you stand, what do you think it takes to be successful in the airline industry today? Well, I think we're seeing an unprecedented level of success uh, in the airline industry and and really the industry versus its own history uh, as well. And what we're really returning to is what really matters, which is customer service. Whether you're measuring it in terms of reliability, on-time performance, uh, reduction in cancellations, or just good old friendly hospitality. And um, what we found over the last several years is we're starting to see a cumulative effect of the investment that we've made uh, in the customer. And that's translating to a uh, significant increase in revenues, in performance, and in customer satisfaction. So what are some examples of that? So uh, if you think back to right after the, after the merger, some examples of the things that we've done in 2010, for example, right after we merged the two carriers, we had over 5,500 cancellations that year for maintenance reasons. These were just mechanical issues with the airplanes, et cetera. This year, year to date, uh, we've had less than 75. Wow. A 99% reduction in maintenance cancellations from investment in predictive analytics, uh, investment in spares, investment in training, uh, higher reliability, and just that cumulative effect of investment. So when you're a customer, the number one thing that can inconvenience you and disrupt your plans and cause stress to your life is a canceled flight. So we've done everything that we can we can to reduce the number of cancellations. In fact, last year we had 242 days in which we didn't cancel a single flight on Delta. So you just mentioned several technological advances you're using to improve the customer experiences. What other advances, perhaps automation, artificial intelligence, can you see sort of influencing air travel in the near future and beyond? Sure. Well, I think, you know, the... The advances in technology are, are rapidly upon us, uh, whether it's the way customers interact with companies, the, the data collection, et cetera. And you know, the, what, what we need to do is we need to use data to establish deeper relationships with our customers. And when we can do that, uh, we can anticipate their, their challenges, anticipate their needs, and really rise above to go ahead and meet those expectations or exceed those expectations. So. Some examples of that are the way um, uh, the way we uh, interact with uh, with customers during weather events. You know, obviously we've had a spate of bad weather over the last few years with hurricanes and winter storms, and we can get proactively in front of the customer 
uh, to let them know that your travel three or four days from now is likely to be impacted by weather. We'll offer you the flexibility to change your travel plans if you need it. We're here to help. Versus remember the days of old where you would go to the airport not knowing whether your flight was going to go or not with no information and suddenly you've wasted a day. So giving people time back has been one of those areas where uh, we've been able to combine the technology aspect with just more rapid communication and advanced communication with our customers. Great. So on that on that notion of using data to create an experience, in any market really consumers uh, are increasingly voicing a desire for a personalized experience. How does that work in the, in the airline industry and what is Delta doing specifically to address this? <clears throat> the opportunity to create personalized experiences uh, for customers is, uh, has been revolutionary in the industry, in the airline industry. Hotels have been doing it for a while, so when you rent a hotel room, it's not just about the square footage, it's about whether you want breakfast, parking, free internet access, etc., uh, bonus points, cancellation. They did a good job of customizing that to where they're really selling the customer an experience based on his or her needs. The airlines hadn't typically done that, and we had always been viewed as a commodity. So if you booked your travel a year in advance, you've got an aisle seat in the, in, you know, near the front of the airplane, and if you are a business customer and you get the last seat on the airplane, you were sitting in a middle seat way in the back. So we had commoditized our product. The ability to invest and the cash flow that we've realized has allowed us to create differentiated experiences on board the airplane within a band of operational parameters that we can deliver consistently. So products like Comfort Plus, uh, products like paid first class upgrades, it gives the, op- the customer an opportunity to differentiate their experience and pay for value. So we're no longer going after punitive aspects of, of fees uh, and instead giving customers choice about what it is that they, they, they're looking for in an experience. And we found that that's been pretty successful. We disclosed in our last quarter that our premium revenues were up 19% year over year. And that's customers choosing to upgrade their experience willingly uh, because they get value and they perceive value for that. So on the flip side of that, what do you think the main challenges facing the airline industry at large right now? And how do you think the industry is going to respond or is already responding to it? Well, I think some of the main challenges that we face are really against our own history. This industry has been very cyclical in the past, and there's still a lot of skepticism about our ability to withstand a recession or other economic headwinds. We have been very focused for the last really almost decade on improving our balance sheet, improving our cash flows so that we can survive and and weather the next storm, whatever it might be. Uh, We've had a little bit of a test this year. In 2018, our fuel prices are going to be up $2 billion year over year. And we have uh, we've publicly disclosed that we expect to deliver pre-tax earnings in excess of $5 billion, uh, which will be our fourth consecutive year, and it'll be within a couple hundred million dollars of last year's performance. The ability to recover profitability as, as, as fast as we have, both for Delta and the industry, is a great test of that resiliency and, and maybe the end to the historical cycles that we've seen, or at least the volatility of those cycles. So we're focused on investing for the future. We're focused on using our cash flow wisely and being good stewards of capital, returning it to shareholders, paying down debt, investing in our people and investing in the company, and making 
making sure that we're making those good long-term decisions to help guide us through whatever headwinds we might see. So Paul, you, you graduated from Auburn with a bachelor's degree of aviation management and then later went on to receive an MBA from Owen. Uh, so you're, you're very steeped in the industry. What would you tell an MBA who would ask you sort of what their prospects might look like in the aviation industry and why, or airline industry rather, and why they should consider a job there? Well, that, that's that's a great question, Nate. And you know, when when I was at Owen and uh, I was class of 1997, uh, the best advice that somebody tried to give me about the airline industry is avoid it at all costs. It's a very different business today than it was 20 years ago. Um, the industry has largely fixed its problems. Uh, it's innovating, uh, and it is especially at Delta a, a very very unique culture. And you know what I think Owen provides uh, extraordinarily well for the Delta culture is that ability to work within teams and work within groups. Uh, collaboration is is uh, an important factor everywhere, but perhaps even uniquely so at Delta because of our because of our culture. And I love that about what Owen taught me and what it gave me. But you know the 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 ongoing ability to innovate, the capital to be able to do it is something that's still relatively new to us within the last decade. For a company that's been around ninety years, that's it's pretty extraordinary to say that. So we're just getting started. We're looking for people who can innovate. Uh, we're looking for people who first and foremost care about others. Uh, they care about their fellow employees. They care about serving customers. And we apply that innovation. We apply that spirit and that camaraderie to be able to make the experience. Better better for all of our customers uh, because at the end of the day, going all the way back to our founder, C.E. Woolman, uh, was fond of saying that everybody has the same airplanes, uh, everybody flies to the same destinations, but the difference is the people, and, and that's what makes Delta special. What kind of roles would an would a MBA um, expect to enter into at Delta? Um, what are the options available for them? So we, we have um, we have multiple uh, tracks for MBA students coming into Delta. Um, uh, we have a commercial track uh, where if you're interested in learning about the revenue generation of the company, pricing, yield management, network, where we fly, how we make the choices of which airplanes to fly where, uh, there's a great commercial track uh, for new entries and new entrants in MBAs. Uh, we also have a finance track where we offer uh, both a divisional experience, so this is an operational finance role uh, with one of our many operating divisions, whether it's in maintenance or flight operations or airport customer service. And then the, the second year we offer uh, tend to offer a corporate finance role, uh, which is financial planning and analysis, budgeting, corporate finance. That program has worked really well for us. We've had many graduates of that in our finance leadership today and in other areas of leadership in the company. Uh, we also offer opportunities in supply chain uh, and logistics. It's just a, it's a great opportunity to come in and learn the ropes. Even you know me, who I knew I wanted to work for an airline, I didn't know exactly what role I wanted to do when I first started. We didn't have an MBA program at that time. We, we, we created it afterwards. But it gave me it gave me an opportunity to go in and really understand. Okay, I have a passion for corporate finance, so move myself up through the treasury organization, eventually becoming CFO. The the MBA programs today give everybody an opportunity to to see inside the company and start to learn to develop their passions within a specific role. So right now it's November. You've got a lot of first and second year MBAs kind of looking around, trying to figure out what their career options are. First years are looking to figure out what internship path they want to go down. Second years are, if they haven't already accepted an offer, are re-recruiting and exploring their options. 
What advice would you give these first and second year MBAs that are really trying to make an intentional effort at understanding where they want their career to go? You know, I think business school has a lot of pressure on folks to understand exactly what you want to do, and I think that's important. But I also think it's important that, that a student follow his or her passions and not necessarily go with the flow. That's what I did. Uh, I knew I always wanted to work in the airline industry, and I followed that passion. It didn't matter what starting salary was or you know what my position was. I knew I had a foot in the door. The advice that I would give you know, to, to first years is... It's okay to experiment your first year. It's okay to not know exactly what you want to do and take an internship in something non-traditional or not necessarily in your career path. But you've got to fit that to your story. I think the advice I would give to students is you're writing your story today. Make sure that it's intentional about what you're doing and you can frame that. So when you're making your long-term career decision as a second year, you're picking an industry that you're passionate about that you can go in and add value. The most successful students that we've recruited have been ones that have been in, been able to communicate a passion for learning while at the same time being able to articulate how they can add value to your organization. They've done their research about the company. They know their role within it, and they know why they can help with their experience, to, whether that's from an internship, prior work experience, or experience in the classroom. And being able to write that comprehensive story is what's happening every day with a student. And um, what he or she needs to do is really make sure that they're, they're focused on how they think about that. Well, Paul, thank you for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Nate. I had a great time talking to you, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Paul and Nate again for their time, and thank you for listening. You can find more stories and information about Owens Graduate School of Management by visiting our website business.vanderbilt.edu or following at Vanderbilt Owen on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Music is provided by Mike Foster and I'm Kara Shearer.